everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Johnny. Yes. And Greg. Hello. Okay, I think we have a little bit of explaining to do because it's been, I don't know, like two months since our last episode. <laughs> I mean, yes. we, have, we haven't had a lot going on, so I mean, what were we going to talk about? Well, look, I'm just going to lay it out there. We have wanted to record an episode for a while, but Johnny's been a little bitch. <laughs> I'm not sure I would go that route. <laughs> I thought I get I thought I get a noise out of Greg. I'll uh, I'll uh I'll I'll I, think I, of I, I'll think of that statement exactly next time I'm up at two and four a.m. <laughs> I, I I really did. I was like I was like I I think I thought I would get like the <laughs> noise out of Greg. <laughs> Because I was trying to decide between blaming Johnny and Greg. I was like, if I blame Johnny, I will get Greg to do the spit take noise. Well, see, the thing is, we came together to discuss prior to this podcast, and uh, Greg and I both voted that it's actually your fault. That is true. Uh, Okay. You you are now the one with the Canadian internet, so I mean, technically speaking. I I have 750 megabits down internet. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, a few things have happened in the last couple of months, and we will talk about them today. (laughs) Um, Greg had a life-altering trip overseas. (laughs) Johnny had a baby. And I watched FUBAR on Netflix. (laughs) These are all equivalent things. In the grand scheme, (laughs) these all hold equal merit and weight. They do. (laughs) Um, no, in all seriousness, we, we have a lot of things to talk about, and I don't know how much pop culture things will be on versus pop culture this week, but there will be some life updating things. Yep. Um, and I, I think that our, our tens of listeners will probably appreciate it after we've been gone for so long. Uh, there's, there's been some stuff. There's been some stuff. There's been some things. There's been th- things involving stuff. It's been... It's been an odyssey. Johnny, would you like to introduce them to the baby? So, May 10th. She's she's very quiet, so we're not going to pick up any sound right now, other than the <clears throat> emergency vehicles you can 100% hear in the background most times. Uh, so, Parker Louise Potts was born on May 10th at... <clears throat> Greg, you're going to love this. 1.37 p.m., which military time is what? 1337. 1337. Leet time. Come on. Right? Sometimes things <laughs> just work out, man. That's how it goes. You, you can't plan that. Nope. My kid's leet. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my wife is going to roll her eyes every time I tell someone that story that's actually going to understand Because <laughs> I tried to tell her. I was like, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? She's like, no. no no no, i don't but it's uh pretty pretty wild um we went in for a scheduled c-section we spent wednesday thursday friday most of saturday at the hospital came home saturday night and it has been the coolest scariest trippiest most rewarding most terrifying it's whatever adjectives you think you can use it has been that, and at times 
it's you know we've we've worked a schedule where like I tend to get up for the midnight feedings it's a little bit easier because it's like I do the one shortly after midnight and then the second one after that I'm already getting up to get ready for work anyway so it works out really well and uh it's wild man that kid came out with more hair than the three of us combined <laughs> and she's goes, like a, just got the biggest blue eyes she's the chillest kid of all time like she is the jeff lebowski of babies at this point just so she she's the trap baby like this once you have more and then the second one's a hellion that's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's, that's what we call that that's that's why we're we're gonna give it we're gonna give it some healthy uh some healthy practice time first and see and see if that's going to be the next step but like just the coolest thing um went got her birth certificate and then once we have some of the other stuff sorted we're uh get her canadian citizenship which is crazy like you know with ashley and i being american and canadian like our kids are both like now now they get the choice it's like oh should i stay around in this country or should i just go to canada i mean <laughs> let's be honest unless you're looking for good internet that's a pretty uh that's that's pretty much a lock so it's just the coolest experience man i mean getting to be a dad watching ashley be a mom has just been one of the like most incredible experiences for me as a as a person and we uh cracks me up the cats the cats aren't quite sure just yet they're not like they're not opposed they're not scared they're not aggressive they're not like passing interest they're they're what's that no nothing oh the uh i i I clicked a button on my phone and a video started playing (laughs) um but yeah the cats no man it's it's funny the cats sometimes come up and like sniff her head I was holding her the one night and our tabby came up and like what we call him giving a kiss. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't lick like, you know how most cats will like come up and like groom or do something or like lick your skin when you've been outside. Cause you're sweaty. Rizzo doesn't do that. He doesn't like lick anybody but himself or his brother, but he comes up and he does like the passing head bop where he kind of swings his head towards you and then walks away. That's what we call. And as I was holding her, he walked up and just like very delicately, more delicate than he normally does, just kind of like leaned in and gave her like a little head bop. And we're like, okay, we're good. Everything, like everyone in this house is getting along. We're fine. Everything's perfect. <laughs> so um, it's just been the coolest little journey. Um, child has more clothes than I've ever owned. And every time we go out, we're like, <laughs> oh, we got to find like, you know, we got to we like, Ashley's like, oh, I got to get some shorts or a couple dresses. I was like, yeah, maybe like I got to find some like, shorts or like pants or like chino something like that and neither one of us end up getting anything we come home there's like four more efforts for a kid that you can't wear for another six months <laughs> no and and it's really funny because every time you go out you probably also pack like four or five outfits because you just don't know actually you know what we've done really good i don't think we take we take like one extra outfit just in case anything goes sideways but like we don't overpack her clothes at all there is no reason not to take five outfits because things can go sideways multiple times. <laughs> okay, we will we will change our current <laughs> process. I, I, I'm just saying, like you're like, oh, it'll be fine, and then you burp the baby, and you burp the baby, and you're like, this is fine, and then the baby spits up, and you're like, okay, good thing we have an emergency outfit. 
And then you're like, okay, well, we're fine anyway. And then the baby poops. And somehow it ends up up their back. And you're like, oh, no, the emergency outfits. I will I, I will tell <laughs> Ashley once we are done here today that, hey, Richard says we actually need to pack more clothes because the baby is going <laughs> to shit herself all the time. <laughs> it's not all the time, but it will happen. There, there, will, there will come a day where you were like, how is the poop in her hair? Oh, we already know that. Because when we're changing her, she's gotten into this habit of like hitting a super kick party into the diaper or into the butt cream. Yeah. And every single time, it looks like a crime scene when she's done. Yeah. But you know what? And I know I told you guys this is my biggest fear. It's like, how am I going to change her butt? I'm just going to puke. It's just oh, like... No, you'll be fine. It's, you don't care. It's, it's one of those things that like once you actually start doing it, it's so much easier than you could have expected. Yeah, you you do not give half a shit. It's it, it's one of those things where, like, I still don't like changing the litter. Like, the smell hits me, and I'm like, Bleh. Oh, see, that's never bothered but, me. But when it comes time to, when it came time to change Julie, I was like, yeah, give me the baby. Oh, it's I've fine. never I'm been gonna... more excited to see a human being shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, please, please, can you poop? Please, just, I just want, just, I don't care what it is. Just poop. So, no, it's, it's, it's been an absolute trip. I mean, the contact naps have been by far probably our favorite thing as parents early on. We just heard noises or, you know, when, when I get home from work, just coming through the door and like seeing Ashley and Parker sitting there, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's it. Like... There's, there's nothing better than knowing that the second I get home, like, the two of them are going to be here. And it's just the most rewarding thing. And, and now, there's, there's memes on Instagram. We see these videos all the time where they're like, oh, traveling the world so that our daughter's not impressed by your dusty son taking her to Miami. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. So, yeah. we have plans in place. This child, I mean, this child's already been to Spain. So, Spain and the wonderful world and deeply culturally significant realm of Cincinnati, Ohio as well. So, I mean, she's, she's, she's well-traveled. <laughs> I mean, she's already been to Lambeau. She's already been to Canada. She's been to Wrigley. Okay, the, the stuff that happened in the belly doesn't really count. <gasps> you shut your whore mouth. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's, I mean, Julie has been, she's not been out of the country, but she's been all over the U.S. And we tell her all the time, we're just like, dude, you realize <laughs> you have more frequent flyer miles than any of your classmates, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're definitely looking into some things. We're trying to find resorts that are all inclusive, that are kid-friendly as well. Um, just to be able to do some stuff where, like, we can still feel like we got a decent modicum of control over the environment, which an inclusive resort usually affords that level of like security and just being able to make sure that we have things at our disposal we might need. So, and then we've started talking about when, you know, she's old enough to like remember certain trips, where are some places we want to go. And it's so cool, man. It just like your perspective on what you wanted to do with your life kind of pivots a little bit and you start thinking about it through the lens of like, yeah, how cool is the experience going to be for our kid? And I mean, being friends with you two guys now for well over a decade, by the way, which is 
wild as hell to me because now I've known <laughs> you guys for like 25% of my life. <laughs> it's uh, getting to like learn the lessons that you guys went through with like your own kids and like the things that you were able to provide for them and like have them be able to experience and stuff. It's uh, It's definitely a really good reminder that like, you know, as scary as this process can be, there's so many resources available to the two of us right now just through you know, the people closest to us, especially that, you know, we can lean on you guys for a little bit of advice and guidance when we so need it. <clears throat> and I mean, it, you know, Greg, you traveled halfway across the world to like see your kid get married. Right. And I mean, that would be the, I, I feel like that would be the proudest moment of our lives is that like our child is a world traveler and decides whenever, wherever, or if she even wants to like, get married to somebody it's like hey mom and dad like we're getting married in monaco do you want to come david i mean yes yes we'll be there also <laughs> yes. can you plan the wedding around the f1 race that would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no man it's sorry to ramble on there and but it's i could literally and i'm sure you guys both understand i could talk about this kid and our family for the next hour and a half and we would have no other content on this podcast I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'd listen. That's how that works. I love it. It's awesome. Yep. Just like you said, like uh, you know, you playing out, you know, certain things that help enrich their lives, and then you know, 25 years or 24 years later, they take you to a country you never think you'd ever go to. Yeah. And witness just... something that you never thought you'd ever do. And that's all you really want to try and do as a parent is try to like your legacy with your children is ensuring that they are better people than you were or had the opportunities and had the experiences and had those moments in their life where it's not just that and i'm not trying to dump on people who feel that you know staying in the u.s and traveling across dude there's a lot of cool stuff you can see in this country or like on this continent without having to like get on a plane but at the same time i think you're really limiting your own experience and understanding of the world and human civilization if you don't go see some of these places because people forget how old is this country mm -hmm. there's churches there's more recent churches built in europe that are older than this country and that doesn't even scratch the surface and i think getting you, to go you, and experience it you you don't have to you don't have to explain that to us we went to the uh third oldest ever fish and chips joint when we were in Europe and it's actually the oldest currently active fish and chips joint because the other two got blown up in World War Two. Well, and so same for us when we were in Spain. We went to the world's oldest operating restaurant, which was open in seventeen twenty five. Like, think about that. Seventeen twenty five. We had a meal. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if you're gonna go, go for dessert. With all due respect, I would have expected that there would have been some better seasoning in what they were using to cook with because that food needed a little bit of like old bay or some salt. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. We, we, we went to a restaurant that used to be a Catholic church. And before that, it was a synagogue that was like 1200 years old in yeah. Rome. So, yeah, no, we, you don't have to sell us on the old shit. We're, yeah. we're, we're both there. <laughs> we're all old. Wait, God damn it. That's not where I was going with that. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think that's kind of what you always want your legacy to be. I mean, as someone who 
wants to have children, I, I think that's really one of the top priorities is making sure that they are given the chance to go further than you did or do greater things or be a better person. I don't know. I just, I, I really hope everybody when they have a kid has those kind of, that viewpoint a little bit. And I mean, there's nothing wrong if you don't want to have kids. That's, that's cool too, man. I mean, everybody's entitled to their journey. It's just now that I'm going through this journey with Ashley and we have this beautiful little just brunette blue-eyed baby kicking around and screaming at us when she's hungry. I think just making sure that we get those experiences and give her those experiences and make sure that she's operating from a more informed or like aware position on the world a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's dude, it, it is. And it's honestly, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. Like there are, there are points where I miss that baby period and I miss putting like the baby on the chest and it falling asleep and just getting those amazing baby naps where like the baby naps and you naps and everybody naps. <laughs> um, but, and I've said this to you before, it gets better every day. Mm -hmm. Every single day is better than the day before. Um, Julie last week was her 10th birthday. We had her big blowout birthday party at her gymnastics Academy. Um, she had a lot of fun. It was a good time had by everyone who attended. Um, under the caveat of like you know things that your kid does that surprise you um she kind of cracked me up because we you know we generally take her out for a birthday dinner just kind of the three of us or maybe us and one of our other relatives and her favorite restaurant for years has been the golden lamb uh, if you've not been to the golden lamb it is a historic restaurant in lebanon that was built in the early 1800s um it has had many presidents eat there or stay there as it's in side of things abraham lincoln stayed there i think no maybe he... i don't remember anymore there's a lot of presidents on the list though um mark twain stayed there there's, there's a good example i know that one mm. for sure um so i booked us a reservation at the golden lamb and i was like hey kid you know, it's your birthday dinner tonight, but I know where you want to go. And she's like, golden lamb. And, I, and <laughs> oh, I'm like, no. yeah. And she's like, that could be fun. Or, and I'm like, oh no. Or, Was that one of your like heartbreaking moments as a parent? Just like thinking, I finally got this. I know exactly what she wants to do for dinner on her birthday. And then she's like, no. I, I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. Getting what she wants to do for dinner out of her mouth any night yeah. is damn near impossible. Okay. So the fact that she was like, I don't want to go there. I want to go here. I was just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so she did not want to go to the Golden Lamb. Uh, and it made sense as soon as she said it. She goes, I want to go to the Korean barbecue. Mm. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah. And then I, I thought for about three seconds, went, okay, I know why. We took Amy for her birthday to the Korean barbecue. Mm -hmm. 
And I let the Korean barbecue people know it was her birthday. And the robot, robot cat came out and sang a song to her. Oh, so you knew immediately, like, we're coming back. And delivered a uh, small teddy bear in a Seoul Korean barbecue shirt. So, yes. Immediately when that happened back in February, I was like, we'll be back here in May. I just forgot about it. (laughs) And she did not. She was just like, yeah, we're going to the Korean barbecue, Dad. (laughs) I'm getting that damn teddy bear. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you want the cat robot to sing to you, and you want the uh, teddy bear. And she's like, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so we did that, and the cat robot came out and sang to her, and she got her teddy bear. Uh, she now has two, because my wife gave her the last one. <laughs> one is a brown bear, one is a black bear. And then this time next year, you'll have three, possibly four. Yeah. Yeah, your daughter's gonna wheel your wife into going back to Korean barbecue for another teddy bear. Oh, it, that's a hundred percent gonna happen. She's like, "So, mom, uh, for your birthday, you want to go get some hot pot?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Well, it's it's crazy that she's already ten, man. Because I mean, what year would that have been? Twenty thirteen. 16 for me the first time that we actually met in person yep when we drove down for that other family event um and i just remember in the morning was she wearing a princess dress that morning before she went to uh it's grandma's a good chance of it it's dude that used to be and that's one of those things that i i actually i do legitimately miss like since she's going to school like all the way up through probably preschool there would just be mornings where she'd be like, I'm Cinderella today, Dad. <laughs> and she would come out holding the Cinderella dress, and that's what you'd put her on her. No, it's it's just crazy to think that, like... And now, even crazier to think she's been around and part of life events for us, too, right down to, like, the baby shower for Parker. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you had told me, you know... 10, 11, how many years we've been doing this now? I mean, you guys have been doing it longer. Not by much, but, like, you guys have been doing it longer. If you had told me when you first asked me to, like, come on and be part of this, that, you know, (laughs) you're, uh, you just think about this year alone. Everything that's going on. Greg's kids married. I think it's been 11 years. Yeah. I think it's been 11 years next month, actually. That's... I will never fully be able to explain to you guys that, like, it's been the trippiest adventure with the two of you to this point. Because, I mean, all of us in such different phases of life when this started. And then it kind of feels like it's come a little bit full circle where, like, then it's going to come a thing where, like, as Richard's going into what Greg just went through, like, Parker's Mm going to be coming into what, like, Julie's going through right now. And we have this, like wild kind of like I just it's not could be a grandpa <laughs> yeah he could yeah, yeah. Greg, you, you, Greg you will be, be the first grandpa literally in the next like two years yeah yeah who knows 
we're just gonna I'm start calling you that Pop. Phone call. We're just gonna start calling you Pop Watson on the podcast from now on. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, pops, or <laughs> or Papa, uh, you uh, you want to talk about your Japan Indonesia trip? <laughs> Japan Indonesia. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's it was it was interesting. Um, so. Indonesia is not a country I thought I would ever end up going to, is you know, other than maybe Bali, because everybody loves Bali. Um, but we went to Pontianak, which is kind of like the industrial capital, in a sense. Like, there's a lot of companies that are based out of Pontianak. Um, there's not a lot of things to do there, which we, uh, one thing I work on, work on with my son is communication. Um... <laughs> We should have stayed in Jakarta, which is the capital, for until like the day before the wedding. Yeah. Um, took a plane over and then did that. Um, but you know, neither here nor yet, here nor there now. Uh, the food was great. Uh, the f- like fruit, like pineapple, uh, pie, all that stuff was crazy. Mm-hmm. Comparative to what we get here, uh, it just yes. was just just tasted tasted sweeter. Uh, I've heard the same thing about uh, pineapples in Mexico type stuff. Yep. And, like the pineapple juice is great. And then we had the uh, the track of, of about an hour boat ride up a river to get to where our village was, where the wedding I, was taken care of. I bet that was cool as hell too, though. Oh, that was awesome. The boat ride was amazing. It was a speed boat, though. So yeah, picture this. It's 4.30 in the morning. Um, it is currently, it was currently like 85 degrees and like 90% humidity. So it was already hot. Um, and, and we're getting in a boat. It's completely dark. This guy, you know, we, we push off like it's, it's a speed boat, like straight up speed boat. Mm-hmm. We push off and then he, he starts going a little bit. He like steps up while the boat's going and moves the headlights around a few times and then, then he just drops the hammer, and we, <laughs> the boat comes like eighty percent out of the water. It just starts slapping the water. You know how those boat speed boats go. Breaks that CTE from the boat ride. <laughs> it's four thirty in the morning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, I haven't had a coffee yet. the 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 place wasn't open. You know, oh, not paying attention. Then he just does that. I'm like, okay, I'm awake. Um, and then about ten minutes later. Like, he, he does that for, like, ten minutes, and then he kind of, you know, brings it back a bit. And it <laughs> it was like a normal speedboat. Like, hey, you know, I'm not slapping water. You're still going fast, but you're not being annoying. Yeah. And then that river was ginormous. As far really? As, it was, like, two to three times wider than the Ohio River. It was easily that wide. I put I posted some pictures. I have I have I do have more, um, but once we got to the uh, about it was it was about a fifty five minute boat ride. But once we got to the the village, it was a village like it was a you know a, a, a cinder block house, no AC, no running water, but they had electricity. Um, nicest people. It was it was amazing. They yeah. They are, you know, super welcoming, very, very friendly. Um, 
they all wanted to take pictures with us because we're the first Westerners to go to their their village. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. It was it was crazy. It was. Um, Greg was a superstar for a week. That <laughs> was I was it was a day by the way. I was we were there, we got there four thirty or uh, five thirty, and left at eight thirty, p.m. So it was kind of nuts. And you were we, the first point of contact for the United States of America in this village. Pretty much, yeah. We did the best possible job then. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was definitely interesting. It was so hot. I've never experienced yeah. hot like that before. Ohio did not prepare you for this? Uh, Vegas didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> uh, it was it was a, a heat that I cannot even imagine. Okay, in, in Vegas's defense, it was really cold when we were there. That's, yeah. I remember you guys saying that. They had a really bad cold spell when you guys were there. Yeah. But even in the Vegas at its hottest was nowhere near as hot as that place was. Like, we were, like, at Jakarta, right? We had to swap terminals. We had to go from Terminal 3 to Terminal 1, right? And Terminal 3 is international, Terminal 1 is domestic. Mm-hmm. And we, wa- we walked outside and tried to find the sky the sky lift thing, you know, the, the, the tram, to go over there, to go to the next terminal. It was maybe total 2,000, 3,000 feet. Sweat dripping, like rainfall for all three of us. It was ridiculous how hot it was and how quick. We got there. Like We arrived after customs to the outside, like to the terminal right around 7.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the tram doesn't start running until 10 a.m., so that was oh, great. No. So we had to take a taxi. Ugh. And we had to wait outside for the taxi. And it was just like, we were just sweating. I'm like, oh god, this is going to be amazing. So, imagine that. And we go, <laughs> we go to, like, we're in the village, right? And, obviously, no air conditioning. Barely electricity. So, we had a fan on us. And, um... We were sweating the whole day. Like, I drank uh, anywhere anywhere between three to four liters of water and didn't use the restroom. So, that was how much we were sweating. I I got rid of the tux. I, like, I left the, tu- the tux, the, uh, the suit there, because it was just not worth bringing back. Because it was so filthy. Like, just from sweat <laughs> and stuff. I was like, nah, I'm not even, nah, even going to deal with this. Like, I don't want you needed more. like the Ricky from Trailer Park Boys tuxedo is what you needed. Yeah, well, they got they they bought the they we bought our suits based on what they wanted the look to be. We didn't think of what uh, cloth or to use, so we ended up with a wool oh, tux. You wore a wool tux. Well, like well the the jacket was wool. Yes, it was. Well, luckily enough, we didn't put that on until like seven p.m. and we were already like. I nearly passed out twice. It was so hot. <laughs> it was, it was miserable in the sense of um, weather, but I would do it again tomorrow for the wedding. I yeah, think. yeah. So the wedding was great. Um, it was. <laughs> we were basically the wedding was only about an hour long, 
Um, and then after that, it was kind of like uh, food and like meet the meet the village people. Mm-hmm. Um, we were <laughs> hey like, man, it was it was wild. We shook so many hands. <laughs> it was so, it like it caught me off guard. Like the next day, right? So we well, I'll finish the the. So we were from about eleven a.m. till eight. We were up out on like the little stage they had up for us, like for mm-hmm. the wedding. Um, just you know, people walk up, take pictures, shake hands with the wedding with the with the <laughs> wedding party, right? So we like did, the procession line is that what they call it? Kind of, but it was like all the whole time, literally the whole fucking time. Oh, oh no! So we got up. After we finished that, we they, they popped us on a couple bikes, and then they we rode down to where the boat was. And then this boat, like I got an alert on my watch, it was above ninety, you know, ninety decibels. So like this boat was loud, right? We got on the boat, we we take off, and I must have like passed out for like twenty seconds or twenty minutes or so. I must have like slept. Because I, I remember like feeling the the air. I'm like, oh my god, finally cold. <laughs> um, and then, and then next thing you know, I hear him slowing down, and he it was like pulling up to the dock. Like, god dang it! It was like that. It was like a 45 minute or 48 minute ride that I don't remember any of it, other than the initial takeoff and then pulling up. That's it. That's so funny. Well, honestly, man, congratulations. I'm so happy for, like, you. I'm so happy for your son and everything that he gets to experience moving forward. Like, so if I can just ask kind of – I know there's another half to this trip that, like, you are just chomping at the bit <laughs> to be able to tell us all this cool stuff you got to do. But, I mean, this is kind of like peak of the mountain for the trip Yeah. for, like, from an emotional standpoint. Um, what's kind of the plan for your son and his family, like – where are they intending on living? Uh, they're they're gonna live over here. Um, okay. He's saving up right now for to do the visa application to get her to mm-hmm. move here. Um, mm. Okay. So yeah, they're gonna kind of go through a little bit of what you went through. But the nice thing is that if I'm not mistaken, because they're applying for the visa now that they're already married. I believe, and maybe I can just kind of cast my eyes to the side here and confirm with my lovely legal correspondent wife, um, I believe the process for her with the visa that she'll be getting is that she can work almost immediately and there's no delay to her travel. So once she gets approved, unlike with me, I had to wait until, you know, we got married and then it was an additional process to wait to get my green card and my resident card and all that kind of stuff. Um, But the nice thing for her is that once they're approved, it may take a little bit longer, but she can just kick the door down, start working, be able to travel back home and they can do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. Hopefully. And that's what they're kind of hoping on. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're, you know, they're kind of like, you know, figuring that out now and yeah. getting used to the idea. Um, well, we, we don't know a lot of their specific process necessarily, but I mean, if you guys do need or have any like kind of side general questions, if there's anything, you know, I can ad- offer as far as advice goes, because it's, 
it was grueling, man. Waiting for that interview and doing that stuff, like, it's friggin' hard. I mean, the nice thing is that your son's not dealing with COVID, so he can still travel. Right. Whereas, like, for us, like, I was just stuck, stuck. Yeah, you were hard stuck. <laughs> like, so, um, if there's anything I can... I mean, they've been doing long distance for a while anyway, right? So, yeah. they're probably pretty accustomed they're pretty cool. to that. But, like, take that opportunity to maybe do some, like, co-travel. Like, meet halfway somewhere and be able to, like you know, England, whatever it is, if it's at all feasible, I know a lot of finances are going to be tied up in the visa process, but if I could suggest anything, it's find a way to meet halfway to kind of shorten that time in between. Yeah. That's what they're kind of, you know, uh, they're kind of working that part on that, you know, getting used to really kind of getting used to each other in a sense. I mean, they, they, they only, you know, they met for the first time like eight months ago. Yeah. And then they got married, you know, a month ago or a few weeks ago now. So they're kind of like getting used to, like, hey, this is what we should do. Communication, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, English isn't her first language. But she does a very good job of communicating. Um, and she's also very good with, like, kind of process-oriented stuff. Like, she planned right. pretty much the whole wedding from, like, with, with his help, obviously, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and it went flawlessly. And then the uh, the the weird weird part about it, like, the, I haven't seen any, you know, people deliver food like they did. Yeah. It was not even deliver, like, kind of, everybody was on the same page in the sense of, hey, get in, get out type thing. Take your picture. You know, leave your little card thing and go. And they were constantly, you know, we could like it was like kind of a it was a the the wedding hall thing was about I don't know, forty feet long, and about twenty feet wide. Right. Um, and at the at the entrance was where you grab the food. So you grab the food. Somebody would then kind of direct you to where you needed to sit. You would sit mm-hmm. there and eat, and then you'd walk up and take, you know, take pictures with the wedding party, and you'd go. Right. But you would just leave your bowl there, and then you'd have people constantly running around grabbing bowls, like her fam- her brother and stuff. Uh, her brother and his friends would run around, grab the bowls, and do all that kinds of stuff. And it was just smoothly done the whole time, all yeah. eight hours. You know, and they would... That sounds... Honestly, was, man, that sounds so amazing. Like, I'm... I, I don't think jealous is the right word, but like it just seems like you had such, such an experience. Yeah, and it's it wasn't it wasn't your typical experience either. So that's what yeah I really liked about it was it's not what I would, you know, I've been to, you know, twenty thirty weddings. And it was never I've never been to a wedding like that. Well, that's great, man. So it was a new thing for you entirely. Right. And that's what made it like, oh, this is great. And then you're like, but you were, I was absolutely miserable as far as heat goes. <laughs> like you, oh man. I like, yeah. we were supposed to wear these dress shoes and then we, uh, I swapped them. I'm like, I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my gym shoes. Like you can just mm. deal with it because those dress shoes Shoot. were not hot. They were like. Shoot pictures above the feet. <laughs> I don't. I didn't care. I would do. I zero, zero apps given on that one, and I, I was. What was your? Uh, so what was miserable. your overall 
body composition change from sweat. Oh, I don't. I didn't have any way to measure, but I but I had to have lost at least five to seven pounds. It was, <laughs> and it was nothing you can do about it. No. And and all the water we had was like warm water because obviously no ice. Which is um, actually better for you to stay hydrated anyway. So I mean that might have been a it, that was probably a blessing and a curse simultaneously. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And the further I get away from it, the more I enjoyed it. What in the time I was like, oh my god, I swear, I swear to the Lord, you know he's never getting married again. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to another one. So, you get married again? Yeah, good. When do we leave for Siberia? Well, if he gets married again, I'm picking where it's going to happen. <laughs> so definitely nowhere in Europe is what you're telling me. It's going to be somewhere less hot. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Um, anything else you kind of want to like say? Like anything cool? As far as that half of your trip, um, no, I mean it was it was pretty like my you know getting used to the time frame. I yeah, that was horrible. That was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. I slept almost a whole day. Oh, like okay. The, like this the the second day, like when we yeah. arrived, we were up for like twenty nine hours. I can't sleep on a plane. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So any like even though to from Chicago to Tokyo, I had a business class seat. Mm-hmm. I still couldn't sleep. Uh, just something with anxiety or whatnot. It was amazing. It was comfortable. Um, that was probably the best money I spent on the trip. Was the business class seat update upgrade from Chicago to Tokyo? But couldn't sleep at all. Wow, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah so that's why my whole the second day i was there i basically slept the whole day so we went got breakfast and i went back up to my hotel room and passed out and woke up the next day at 5 a.m that's it was it was good because i needed it but i'm sure it felt great waking up that first day though yeah or the second day second Sorry. day yeah but yeah and that was pretty much it everything was super cheap like I got a six six day I stayed six days, including breakfast was hundred and forty one dollars at the hotel. I beg your pardon? Yeah. Including <laughs> breakfast. Um Johnny's sitting here jotting down, he's like, Okay, is this in Jakarta or which where, where was this again? <laughs> buy USB charge travel fan with water spritz. <laughs> yes. Um but it was, that so cost the cost was you know nuts as far as I got a one liter of water and a, a twelve ounce coke for a dollar ten. Jesus, the money is just weird there though. I kept calling yeah. it funny money <laughs> because like you would get like a hundred thousand rubies was like six dollars seventy cents. Mm-hmm. So, you're like, I got two million rubies in my pocket, right. <laughs> and Isaiah's like, you, you got like fifty bucks, <laughs> right? 
well, Isaiah was like, hey, you need to exchange about $300 for there. I'm like, nope, not me, buddy. Like, you're paying for two people. I'm not paying for two people. I'm paying for one. And I exchanged $150 and left with, like, $70 worth of that money. So I just gave it to my son. Like, hey, here you go. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with it? Like, you're going to go back before I will. So don't give me that Buy crap. yourself an apartment complex. <laughs> right? Kept thinking I have a trip. really firm understanding of how money works. Yeah. It was like that scene in... Um... Well, oh god, uh, Euro Trip. Greg yeah. showed up with a nickel, and they were like, "Oh, we will put you in the presidential suite." Yeah, it was nuts. Oh man, um, so you've you've sweat everything out. Mm-hmm. You've had the experience of a lifetime. You've had some really good fruit. You've done all this. What do you do next? It seems like the interview after someone wins a Super Bowl, and I—I I mean, there's there's yeah. there's there's a circling back here very shortly. Yeah. Tell me you went to Disney. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, well, then uh, after I I took the plane back from uh, Pontianak to Jakarta, and then I stayed a night in Jakarta there because I didn't because I wanted to, the flight to Tokyo was at like seven ten in the morning, mm-hmm. so I was like I'll just stay there. Um, I stayed at Terminal Three, which was I basically just had to walk out my air, walk out of my hotel, do like go through like a little big bag scan for security, and then I was you know off and running type thing. I went through customs and customs and customs in Jakarta was quick. Um, when we arrived, we arrived at like five a.m. their time, and it was we were in and out like five minutes type of thing. Isaiah had to wait through like a 200 or 300 person line because he arrived at like noon. Mm-hmm. Like, just plan your arrival time to 5 a.m. You'll never have to wait. Like, you're already screwed up with time anyways. Might as well arrive then. Yeah. So, and... That, um, when we went to Hawaii, um, they had this thing where they had to check all your bags on the way out to make sure you weren't taking like rocks and shit. Yeah. Um, and every airline other than Delta had this massive line and then Delta had just like this little one line and we were flying Delta and that's what that reminds me of yeah and then when I arrived in Tokyo like there was a, tons of people there like tons and holy crap they are efficient they I we I got from landing on the landing in the plane, like I looked at my I looked at my watch and it was like um, I think four twenty one. I was waiting for my bus at four thirty one or uh, uh, four fifty one. So in thirty minutes, I was able to go from landing on the plane to waiting for my bus, going through customs, getting my bags, finding the place in a place where I had couldn't read anything, other than. And I also had to get my eSIM fixed because the eSIM I had that worked in Indonesia did not work in um, Japan for some reason. It wouldn't kick on data. Mm. But because I was probably because I was in Indonesia for so long, I was in Indonesia for six days or five days. It was six days. It was six days. Um, and then it wouldn't switch over, so I had to delete that eSIM and get another one. That took me like ten minutes. So 
and then Tokyo is you don't have the same conveniences like you do have in the U.S. Like if you want to use an Uber yeah. from the airport, it's going to cost you ninety to one hundred dollars. <laughs> like, Tokyo. Yeah, to go from the airport to my hotel, which was um kind of like uh, west side of to- west side of the city center. But I mean, like it's it's one of those things that they want you to use public transportation. Like, yeah, the infatuation with the car is literally only on this side of the ocean. Right. So, and the, the uh, I looked at it, it was, I think it was like, um, oh God, I can't remember the, the exact yen translation, but the bus ride for me from the Hyundai airport or from the Hyundai, whoever the airport place was mm-hmm. 1800 yen, um, which is what, $20 ish yeah um maybe 15 20 dollars uh and you like you hit a like you hit a button you buy it it says okay you scan the qr code they take your bag and you go um but the thing was there was two at the bus stop there were two places that the uh, airport limousine place airport limousine bus is the name of the company mm-hmm. uh picked up from uh but uh stop seven or, or stop three and stop seven I didn't know which one I was supposed to be at, and nobody spoke English. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, am I at the right place? He's like, no, you need to go three. So, ten minutes before I'm supposed to, like, the bus is supposed to leave. They leave at the time. They don't leave at, you know, if they say 7.10 p.m., they leave at 7.10 p.m. Not 7.11, 7.10. They're, like, doors shut, rolling. Mm-hmm. And he tells me this at, like, 7.03 so I, I walk up, like, I, I, I start walking towards the third bus stop, or the third, you know, bus thing, and yep. they were, and uh, I, I had to pull an American move. There was so many people waiting for the bus. I, I just walked up to the person, like, past everybody. It's like, is this the right place? And they let me in. Like, oh, my God. Of course he did. <laughs> Like I like it was that or missed the bus. So being polite or just doing it. So and they're too polite to stop you. So yeah, that's a this that's why Godzilla never lost. And they, <laughs> all those people went home that night and they were like, "This freaking American just right. cut in front of me." <laughs> oh, this it was it was funny, but it was also one of those things like I. I have no, what else am I going to do? I'm going to have to sit there and wait again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. But the bus ride was, it was eerily quiet, obviously. So it was, <laughs> but luckily enough, the people, the, the hotel I was using had, I got, um, an agreement with that, that place. Mm-hmm. So they literally drop you off at the hotel, like straight up. It was the only one. It was the only stop they had that wasn't at a, that was at a hotel. Everybody else got a bus stop. But the bus stop that <laughs> turned out to be like around the block. Like literally, if I would have got off at the express connection, yeah. I could have just walked down and to the left and ran into my hotel. I didn't find that out until later, obviously. 
Mm. Nice. Was, that was a lot of fun. Um, in the first day there, I kind of just did the old Food Mart 7-Eleven food comparison stuff. Um, or Family Mart, not Food Mart, Family Mart. Uh, Family Mart is definitely better than 7-Eleven. It's not even close. Wow. But he didn't but, go to KFC. He, he didn't did. have Japanese uh, Christmas. <laughs> I did not have KFC. The, the only KFC I saw uh, in the, like, the two-mile radius was probably right around, was a, a very small one. Like, the only McDonald's I saw was a small McDonald's. Mm. Not like the full-blown McDonald's. So, that's probably, that's, that's why. It was just more of... Yeah. I didn't know. Um, there was a Wendy's first first place or first station. It was like a, the um, like the special Wendy's where they do all the testing. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, okay. I did not, I did not end up going there um, because there was other things I wanted to eat. <laughs> because obviously, Dude, I never... there's always there's always room. You got to experiment a little bit. Uh, I experimented plenty. Uh, <laughs> ra- like ramen plays. Um, Timbuk, yeah, it, like there was. I went to a Korean place that was had uh, the spicy rice cakes. Ooh, um, yeah. gosh, a Japanese barbecue, which was they had the 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 thing I remember the most. Well, the the food was amazing at the Japanese barbecue. But the thing I remember the most was, you know how at you know Korean barbecues and stuff like that, they spray the grill with an oil. Mm-hmm. Um, the Japanese barbecue, they just give you a piece of beef fat and you just use the beef fat and rub it on the grill. That's awesome. I'm like, it was, it was like the most ingenious thing Like it just, it just makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause all you're doing is greasing the the grill part and because I was like, what is this chunk of fat for? And then it kind of makes sense. Just slowly putting it to his mouth, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> oh man! Well, luckily the uh, the uh, the Jap the the Japanese barbecue place did have an English menu, so you can kind of pick out which pieces you want. Um, I did end up going there with uh, Evan and his wife, which is you know somebody that reported that reported to our friend Joe. Uh, I've known Evan for a while because he works at the same place I do. Um, he just ha- happened to be in uh, Tokyo the same days that I was in Tokyo. So we met up and uh, went to that Japanese barbecue. And then after that, we went to um, like a jazz bar. Mm. That was that was an experience also. Um, we had to take public transit. Neither, not, the three of us didn't, didn't know how to do it, like obviously. You know, Nava spoke. Uh, she spoke a little bit of Japanese, like she was conversational, um, but it was still kind of, you know, didn't know where to go. Yeah. But, but the jazz bar was m- maybe fifteen feet wide by forty feet long, and there was probably forty-five people in that fi- that thing. There were so many people, and. Like we started off like where we sat were was probably like maybe ten feet from the uh the band and then it progressively as more people came in, they kept rotating us. So I ended mm. up like sitting right next to the pianist. 
like literally I could just reach over. I could have played. I was that close. That's so funny. Um, I this I am not a jazz fan. Apparently, I don't get it. I I don't. I my brain tries to pick out patterns, and a lot of that a lot of jazz is improvisation. So it's just be, chaos. It's just chaos, right? So yeah. my brain was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> like, fucking calm down, bro. <laughs> So that's kind of the, one of the that, and then that day was a day the the typhoon was going through Okinawa, so it was a lot of rain going on. Like it was a ton of rain. Um, and then I couldn't figure out which train I had to take to get back, so I took a ended up taking an Uber, an Uber taxi, not like an actual Uber Uber. Which is basically, they just sat, their taxi place is just linked with Uber. So you yeah. hit a button and you, they'll, an uh, Uber taxi will, or taxi will show up and it'll be through Uber. Um, I was, it was so, I was soaking wet. It was hilarious. <laughs> I had to, my shoes were wet for like the next, right, my shoes were wet for the flight the next day. Uh, so I had to no. take a couple pairs of change of socks. I just keep changing. I on the uh, the flight back was thirteen hours or twelve hours, so I just took my shoes off and swapped my socks, and they were dry by the time we got back because air you know airplanes are super dry. Dry, yeah. That's crazy, man. What the um. Quick, quick. Do you want to just give us a rundown of the amazing flesh art you have procured? Oh. And that was that was a whole that took Wait, it was almost a whole day. Please don't ever say flesh art again. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Why? It's perfect. It's it works. Um, <laughs> so I ended up going like before I went to Tokyo. I was I did research and found uh, a tattoo parlor what that I wanted to get a tattoo my first tattoo with. Um, I was conversating with them for to probably about five or six months before Tokyo to get, you know, like, Hey, you know, you guys have an opening. I, cause they are, they, it takes five or six months to get an appointment at this Tokyo at the tattoo shop. They do have some walk-ins based on cancellations, but it's a very kind of a very hard place to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, David, the guy that does all the translation for the artists, um, uh, was very helpful. He, uh, he was very patient with me. Um, and then we, I, I gave the artist kind of a guidance, what I kind of wanted to look. And by the day before the, the tattoo was taking place, he, I got a sketch of what he wanted or what, what he thought of his interpretation of what I wanted. And it was, you know, kind of exactly what it was. I didn't know why I wanted it until I saw it type thing. Right. He was very attentive. Uh, he didn't speak a lick of English, so luckily, and there was one of the other artists there who spoke English because David had like his regular work job or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave he did the tattoo. Uh, it was it was painful a little bit at the start, and then after about two hours, it was like, oh my god, it burns, type of thing. Um, and but luckily enough. Like probably uh, two or three weeks before, I get the, I 
I get to Tokyo, I, I got an email from David said, Hey, you know, we had a cancellation. Did you want to get your second tattoo at the same time? I'm like, yes. Cause I wanted to get one. I was like, might as well get both forearms at the same time. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do one, might as well do two. Um, so luckily enough, that guy spoke zero. Like he had to point at things to make sure everything's like, is this, this okay? This okay. Yeah. This guy is doing something crazy. And, uh, but he was super nice. Um, he was, he was funny. And he was like, he's like, uh, uh, he pointed to my left wrist, my left forearm. Cause he, I did that, the, sec- the right forearm after my second, my left one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like first tattoo. Like, yes. He's like this second tattoo. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, you like, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just what is it was just hilarious. Honestly, man, that's like because I know that there were that was like the one thing you wanted to make sure that you were able to like do while you were there and I mean experience the culture and kind of get to explore a couple like the city a little bit and just spend some time in a place that again you said like I may never get this opportunity again. Mm -hmm. I want to make the most of it. Um, but it really does sound like overall it's like you're still a young man. So, I mean, I don't want to say this is like the trip of like the peak trip of your life, but I mean, it's going to be awful tough to kind of find a way to be able to kind of like ramp up and do another trip that would, you know, have equal or greater emotional and personal impetus where you can kind of like be able to just look back and be like, man, that was like, that was it. That was like my trip. Like that's, if you could ever plan a perfect trip, that would have been it. And it really does sound like across the board experiences were just everything you would kind of hope for as well. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, you know, obviously Japan, I was by myself. So mm-hmm. in a country, I don't speak the language international. I'm like no other person relying on. So type of thing. It's a little bit different when you're going to a country that you speak the language. You can kind of work out what you need to get done, and you do something stupid. You you know it's very easy. But with Japan, you're like, hey, this is how we do it here. You know, uh, everything was just like everything I I read type thing was just true. They you know it was was super clean. Everybody I talked to was very helpful. They they you know obviously they see you're not Japanese. And they'll come over and help you. So like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm trying to find this. And like, oh no, no, this this over here, go here. Yeah. Type of thing. Like they'll help you. Even if they don't speak English, they will do whatever they can to make sure that you know, you get what you need. Um so definitely I think it I think Japan would be even better with more people. Like if you have like two or three other people yeah, because I would have drugged your ass to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I did go to the Disney the the Disney store. Um, well, like the the flagship Disney store, like the three story mm-hmm. one. That was pretty cool. I didn't really buy a lot at that at the Disney store though, because I don't know what was Tokyo Disney exclusive or just Disney type thing. Nothing really kind of stood out. Um, but. The, the only the only anxiety I had was trying to deal with the trains. 
I took I took taxis because it was it was a more it was a more expensive, but I it was just more it was easier for me to kind of navigate solo because the train line is kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> the multiple train lines, there's four of them. Yeah, and where I stayed was actually a really really good place to stay because it was kind of in between two stations. Mm. Um, and it was like my the like the my bus picked me up from my hotel and dropped me off at my hotel. Like it was, you know, when I went to this the airport to leave, I just walked outside and the bus was there like ten minutes later. Just there immediately. Yeah, it was it was just neat that when they say a certain time, it's it's there. It's not, you know, like hey. Yeah, you know, my your, my bus taking off at eleven ten a.m. I walked outside at like, you know, eleven o two, you know, eleven o five. The bus showed up. Eleven ten, it was moving. It's just precision with everywhere, and then, like you would see, like you would look at your um, on the train schedule. Like, hey, I need to hop on this train. He says severely delayed. It was delayed a minute. <laughs> Why, bro? Like, that just doesn't happen. Um, going into like Seven Eleven or Family Mart, there's like five or six people working. They were all like just chatting to you the whole time. I had, I had to go into like um, it wasn't a drugstore. It was like a kind of like a Japanese CVS to get lotion. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody there spoke English. Luckily, I yeah, I had a I had a printout that said, hey. Uh, you know, unscented lotion and unscented soap, antibacterial soap for the tattoo, right? Yeah. And um, this poor girl, I'm like, do you have these two? And she says, oh, yes, yes, yes. And she goes and gets, like, keep in mind, I, this is on the first. I'm leaving on the third, so two days. Like, I don't, I don't need big bottles. Um, and she, she found the soap. And it was like a massive bottle, like sixteen ounce bottle of soap. Like, oh, oh, okay. And um, and then I then she found the lotion. The lotion was like a small, four ounce bottle. I'm like, God, I can't even. Ch- I have to check it. I can't take it with me, um, because it's above like three point four ounces or not. So, I ch- I kept the uh the lotion. It's actually really good lotion, um, and then. I left the soap in my hotel room. I'm like, I can't do anything oh, with no. this. I mean, I'm not taking a 16-ounce bottle of soap back. Right. But it was kind of nuts. <laughs> so the next person that came into that room was probably like, what was he doing with this much soap? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming it says unscented lotion, un- unscented soap. So I don't know. Let them figure it out. Sorry, I just someone coming into your room with like eighteen ounces of unscented lotion is probably like, Mm-mm, nope, give me another one. <laughs> uh, my hotel room was awesome too. It was a nice. a panoramic, so it was like the whole wall to the outside was all window. It had a western view of Tokyo. It was awesome. That's awesome, dude. Honestly, like everything just sounds. I don't think, like I said, just before this, I don't think you could have asked for a better trip. 
Yeah, honestly, it sounds like he had an amazing time. Yes, it was it was it was fun to unplug. You know, I didn't have anything that like um, you know, I didn't have to do any work, nothing. It was kind of nice just to not have to do something. Like, oh, I could, you know, if I want to go here and go eat, I can. I could just hop a taxi and then, you know, go sit down, eat here. Mm-hmm. I thought there, there was going to be more ramen places. <laughs> um, But there wasn't. There was ramen places, but it wasn't like. I thought there was going to be more. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you expect to see ramen places on every corner. Uh, no, it's not like that. At least not in Shibuya or um, just south of the Shibuya area. But I did I did eat Shake Shack too for the first time. That was pretty good. <laughs> we, it, Johnny, we don't have one down here. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's one around here somewhere. The closest yeah. one is Columbus for us. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, and the, but the, the 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 weird craving I got afterwards, right? So, I uh, I started craving pizza, like straight up. I wanted a like cheesy pizza. I really wanted like the uh, Chicago deep dish style pizza, right? On the way back, I'm like, dude, I really want pizza. But it, it was just because I wanted the cheese, right? Because the cheese they have there is. Um, I got a string cheese that was kind of funky smelling. Oh. Uh, because it's not processed. Like it smells, like, did it smell like perfumey? No, no. It smelled like cheese. Oh, it smelled okay. like funk. I was going to say, no, that shit go in the garbage. No, no, <laughs> no. Everything there is, that's one thing I will say. Like, everything there is very, like, natural and organic type of stuff. Uh, like the orange juice. Freaking love it. You know how you get, like, a... You want juice over here? Like if you get some with pulp in it, like I don't really like it, but um, you get some with pulp. It has a very like a hyper sweet or hyper tart taste. Mm-hmm. Um, everything there is mild tasting yeah. when it comes to that stuff. The orange juice was nuts. I got like a um, well, I think on the second to last day, I got a bottle of orange juice. That was kind of like, it was, oh, fresh orange juice. I'm like, okay. You know, we get the same crap in Ohio, right? Uh, no, it was like drinking the inside of an orange. I was like pulp-wise. It was like I could chew it. It was like a mouthful of like orange juice. Like, that it was glorious. Uh, it was not what I was expecting, but it was it was amazing. So Nice. I'm like, ooh, awesome. like I'm not sure I like this, but I kind of like it. <laughs> um, there was this a lemon drink that I got it was like CC lemon or something. Uh, it's only sold in Asia and uh, Japan. That's it's like lemonade, but more lemon, less mm. sugar. They do that at the jewels here. It's just like fresh, fresh, fresh squeezed lemon juice. They don't add anything. Yeah, you can get it like cold pressed juice in a bottle from Jewel. Oh, I would we love did that. that a couple of weeks ago, and like it was that's all you could smell when you went in the store because they were pressing it the day we went in. Nice. That smell of like fresh pressed lemon, there is nothing on the planet like that. 
Oh, I, I would, that's, my, that's heaven. I <laughs> <laughs> Tim Hortons. If they if they if they wanted to do it, they could do it. We know it's Tim Hortons, right? That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, that was. I really enjoyed those lemon drinks. I drank. I think I drank one every day. It was so good because there was a a vending machine on my on the floor of my hotel that had it. So I had a I had a ton of money and coins. That's the that's literally the only knock I had with Japan. Coins? Why? Why are there so many coins? Because <laughs> they're going to take over the world with a giant magnet. Bro, I I I I think I left with m- maybe eight or nine thousand yen in coin. Wow. I did I just give him I gave him the fame. I gave all the coins that they here thing because I I left his shirt in the hotel room. Felt kind of bad for that one. Mm. Yeah, not intentional, so. but well, when we eventually make our family trip to Japan, I will be kicking tires with you. Obviously, you and I are going to go for very different reasons when we arrive there. Like, I need a Rabena's jacket from the steakhouse because that is like one hundred percent just the most historical clothing item in res- in pro wrestling history. Yeah. Um, I, I then... tried to send uh, Greg to Rivera's Steakhouse. I, you need the jacket, man. Yeah, you, you cannot be a pro wrestling fan and not get one of those jackets. That is just the way shit works. I just tried to send Greg to get a, ja- to get a, a steak. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that would be the hilarious part, is that we would go and not order anything, but just get the jacket. <laughs> Do you have a store that sells the jackets, or <laughs> you want steak? Jacket! Jack, extra large! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, extra large, no fit. It's Japanese sizes. That's so funny. Yeah. I'd yeah. definitely go back. <laughs> they take one look at me, and they're like, 5X! 5X! It's, I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely know they don't sell those jackets. So like, I am definitely boned on ever getting one unless I become a pro wrestler and just go over and have one match and then come home, which not worth it. I, and my understanding is they don't just give it to anybody. You can't just be like, yeah, I worked, uh, the Cork and Hall show, uh, in a dark match. You, you need your sponsor to be there with you for them to explain your level of priority. Um, I did have A5 Wagyu. There, I was there. Nice. On the Japanese barbecue. Uh, it was very good. It, it cooked so quick and it melts. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anything else about your trip, Greg, that you want to be able to kind of... Did you finally get your pizza? Just last point. Uh, when I got back to Cincinnati, I did, yeah. Because the only pizza they had at the airport was that Uno's Express, and nobody no, nobody likes that. At so. O'Hare, there's isn't Homer and in at O'Hare. Uh, oh, that's Midway. That's Midway. Well, I know for Never a mind. fact there's a Wolfgang Puck Pizza Place at O'Hare because I've had it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't consider that a pizza place. Uh, sorry, I, I wonder, like Gregory. What? If you're still craving Chicago G- deep dish, there's a Giordano's in Dayton. Ugh. <sighs> Oh no! I just it was I was craving it, but I was like, I could get without it. I I literally just wanted a bunch of cheese on a pizza. 
I don't know. It was just because, you know, I didn't eat a lot of cheese while I was over there. They don't really put it on anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Other than they put it in ramen sometimes. Um, yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have now taken up an hour and 15 minutes, give or take, of our listeners' time. <laughs> and we have not talked about anything pop culture for the most part. Uh, Japanese is pop culture. Yeah, there you go. Yes. J- yes. Japanese yes, foodie do. culture, more like it. Uh, I saw uh, a Don <laughs> Don Quixote. I think it's the name of the place. It's the Don something. I think it's Don Quixote, but that's like one of the places you go to buy random things for tourists. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Uh, that's where I got all the uh, Kit Kats. Nice. And uh, and uh, got, the apple ones are really good. Game. I have not brought it to myself to try the sake ones yet. Yeah. Mm. Um, it ta- it it smells and tastes. It doesn't taste a lot like sake, but it it definitely you you can understand why how you get the flavor out of that. What one. I did find interesting about the apple is that they're still chocolate covered. Yeah. Uh, I expected them to be covered in something else, like the creme brulee ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. We have come into an impasse for the week. Uh, we have a ton of content for the next episode. Yes. Next yes. week, we will be talking about <laughs> Ted Lasso, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fubar, Oof. and the Blink-182 concert. Yep. And Greg is going to nap. No, yes. he, he likes <laughs> some of those things. Yeah. Also, we have the transfer window, Greg. I think there's a little bit of meat for us to chew on with that bone still, too. So we will oh, get into a little bit of footy off season now that we are in the thick of it with some of the international friendlies coming up, which is also something the three of us need to be able to discuss. Because yep. I know Chelsea is going to be playing locally. Yep. Uh, if they want to get a hold of you, Greg, to discuss your odyssey and your travels abroad, how can they contact you? At Woe Gregory. And Richard, if they want to get a hold of you to let you know that you are single-handedly the worst internet connection on the face of the planet, how can they contact you? What are you talking at Richard versus? Because <laughs> you can't win in either way right there. And if you want to get a hold of me to let me know that I am a prick and Richard's internet is fine, you can contact me through the at versus podcast, followed by an underscore on Twitter. Above and beyond that, gentlemen, it is Sunday. Next weekend is Father's Day. All three of us. Yep. Can now celebrate. Yep. Have, Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>